Hi, welcome back to Illuminating Anorexia, Eating, Self and Body Issues. This is Michelle Sparks. Thanks for your company. Tonight I want to address a couple of responses to my survey, What Do You Need? And these responses come from two women, both in their 40s, who have uh, experienced real trauma when they have been in treatment for anorexia in the 80s. And both of them are still requiring help and both of them are, have struggled to get help because of the trauma of their previous experience. So first off, to the two of you, I don't have a name for you, but I just want to say I'm really sorry to hear that you have had, number one, a really tough time in your initial um, hospitalization with anorexia. A lot has changed since the 1980s. I do hear you. I was hospitalized in the 1980s myself, but I feel very fortunate in that I probably, I don't feel like the treatment I had was uh, abusive or uh, traumatizing. There wasn't a lot of light or understanding I felt back in that time and um, hence why I do the work I do today. But Unlike yourselves, I, I did not experience the trauma that it sounds like you've experienced. And I just want to say I'm really sorry that you've had that experience. And I'm sorry to hear that you're both still struggling in the eating disorder space today. And I can hear for both of you that this earlier experience has made it difficult for you to trust, to know who to trust, where to trust. And, and I think one of you talks about, you know, whether or not you need to be resigned to living with this for the rest of your days. So there's quite a lot to say. But let me just pick up on both your stories individually. I haven't got a lot of details, but I'll just share what I do have. So for woman number one, your greatest challenge is putting on weight. What help do you need? You say confidence and reassurance. You say that you have had help with this before, that you've had hospitalization many times and for many months at a time over many years. Really sorry to hear that. That's a lot of hard yards, isn't it? I can hear that. Um, you've also said, if you haven't got help with this, can you say why, why not? So you have obviously had some help, but what you're saying now is that because of a traumatizing episode when first diagnosed with anorexia, I was petrified of getting any help for over 10 years. The first hospitalization I had was cruel, degrading, and of no help to me. And you are actually asking a bit later about, will there ever be an inquiry into the practices used in these hospitals in the 1980s? It's interesting, um, I'm just going to call you Jenny. It's interesting, Jenny, because I have another response from another lady, a similar age to you, and she obviously has also experienced real trauma, and she says her greatest challenge is keeping well enough to stay out of hospital. So like yourself, she's struggling to be well enough or to perhaps put on weight or maintain a healthy weight. And in terms of help, she says that she needs major help, that she's had major PTSD from a forced admission to a hospital 35 years ago, which is 1983. Um, so you've both suffered in the 1980s. She says that, you know, when I said, if you haven't got help with this, can you say why? Why not? And she said, professionals have no idea of the abuse and misjustice of patients in this disgusting primitive institution. She says she's been diagnosed with anorexia and depression. 
and that because only those close to her know the extent of the nightmare that she went through, she's been terrified of the mention of this place, and she asks the question, has fear, has this fear been holding her back from overcoming or learning to live with this predicament? So, look, thank you both of you for reaching out and sharing this challenge with me. Both of you are wanting to stay well enough to avoid hospitalization. Both of you have had hospitalizations where you have really suffered. Um, the second lady, you uh, are really sound like you're not getting much help at all. You've been really terrorized to get help, whereas the first lady, you've had a number of admissions, but they don't sound like they've been overly helpful. Can I just say, things have changed and continue to change. The 1980s, I went through anorexia and was hospitalized in that period as well. And like yourselves, understand that there was very little light or understanding around anorexia. I'd never heard of it before. I'm sure you probably hadn't either. I'm very grateful I did not have um, an inhumane or uh, negative experience as the two of you did. I think I suffered from lack of understanding and lack of light on the subject, definitely. Lack of support, especially, you know, coming out of hospital and having no understanding or real support for my parents or from my parents. That was a very difficult period. Um, but I just want to encourage the two of you to, and just to say that there is good help and there is good support and I don't think anyone is beyond recovery. And what is recovery? Recovery can be different things for different people, but certainly it is to live in a better, more wholesome, life-affirming, freer space than it sounds like either of you currently are. I do have a, a great video. Um, it was a presentation from Professor Stephen Towles, an Australian um, doctor working in this area, psychiatrist, and it's about chronic and enduring anorexia and I suggest that might be something that you may want to look at. It might be helpful to you because certainly I can hear the compassion of this man and there has been a lot more understanding as years have unfolded and people like yourselves have struggled on a chronic and ongoing, in a chronic and ongoing way. Certainly uh, he talks about maybe changing some of the goalposts and understanding what the what the goals are for clients in this space. There are people with empathy. I, I have no doubt. I don't know where either of you are located. I would suggest the best place to get in touch with could be your national eating disorder support um, charities, such as the Butterfly um, institution or the Butterfly Foundation, I should say, here in Australia, Inside Out here in Australia. Both are very good um, areas that can provide support in Australia. In the States, if you go to my support page, I have some web links to, you know, the National Eating Disorders Association in the UK and in the United States, I think in Canada and Ireland as well. Um, but if you look up eating disorder support wherever you are located and you speak to uh, the people in those organizations, perhaps you might want to just join a supportive forum. It might be an online group for a time until you feel that there is some understanding and support of you. I, I just really encourage you, there will be those who understand and can get alongside you 
with empathy, with compassion. And yes, for the lady who asked, you know, has her fear been holding her back from seeking help and um, maybe not having to live with this predicament, but even help to deal with the trauma that you've experienced and to bring some healing, some healing balm and some comfort to those areas. I have a, uh, a faith space that has been of tremendous value to me in my healing and recovery journey. So on the footnote to this or in the notes to this podcast, I'm going to put two links. One is to that um, uh, presentation by Professor Stephen Towles that addresses chronic and enduring anorexia, which it sounds like you are both struggling with. And the second is a link that um, to a teaching, very simple teaching that I do. Um, it's about getting some supercharged support. You know, I believe we need to know, I, I really feel the the most important thing we need to know to, to heal is to know that we are valued, that we are seen, that we are known. And sometimes in our, our experiences, in our relationships, and it sounds like you've both really struggled in the hospital and the, with the helping professionals, you know, when we, when we really get let down for a long time or by a lot of people, we can really lose trust and lose hope. Um, I believe that we need help um, on a human, natural level. We need support. We need to connect. And I'm believing that you will find those connections that can bring healing and that can um, restore your confidence and your trust in people who are trustworthy. And of course, we do all need a bit of help with that sometimes, if, especially if we've been burnt. Um, but the other thing I have found to be exceptionally healing is to anchor my trust into a relationship that I have found to be completely trustworthy and steadfast and rock solid. And it's a divine connection to the God that I've come to know. And if you want to check out that, it's certainly not, um, certainly not a person to... Uh, try and uh, force my ideas on anyone. I don't believe that's helpful at all, but I can share with you what I've come to understand. And it is a really healing platform. It's it's the space from which I have healed. And, you know, I really do life well now. I'm well in my soul. I'm well in my body. I'm well in my thinking. And I certainly don't say that in a proud or arrogant way quite the reverse. I feel very humbled and very grateful to God and to the people that I've met along my path. It hasn't been easy, but you know, it's been good in the long run. And I'm really believing and praying that for you too. So check those links out if that is of interest. I hope it helps. I'm always open to hearing your feedback, good, bad, positive, negative. Um, yeah, would really love to hear from you. So until next time, travel well. Mm-hmm.